Hey guys, it's Guru Mike Panda, the Binding Warrior Podcast. Today is your Finish Strong Friday episode of the week. So today's, today's episode, I want to talk about something a little more practical in terms of self-protection, self-defense. Uh, my background is in the martial arts, specifically, as you know, the Filipino martial arts, as well as self-defense and combatives, um, and recently, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to the Machado uh, family. So I'm trying to focus on this topic today because I just had a great conversation with a coworker who is interested in learning how to protect herself, and she and her husband were talking about how crazy the world is getting. We're seeing what's going on between Israel and Palestine. We're seeing what's going on between China and Taiwan. We're seeing what's going on here in this country with the increase in violent crime and defunding the police and all these things that are happening, right? So what can good law-abiding people do? They really can't change everything, but what we can do is learn how to protect ourselves. And so this leads to the question often, what are the items that I should carry? Should I carry some kind of self-defense implements, some pepper spray, mace, a baton, a knife, a gun even? Like, what do I carry on myself to protect myself and my family. And so this is a question I get quite often. So usually to answer this, I say one thing first. I say, seek out training, right? I don't care what it is you plan to do. Like if you plan to carry pepper spray, get training in that, formal training in that, right? If you decide to carry, um, even concealed carry and use a firearm, learn properly from a trained professional. YouTube doesn't count, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, try to learn from trained professionals who are experts in that particular item that you want to purchase for self-defense. And again, there's a myriad of them, right? There's no shortage. But I say get training in that. I suggest training in martial arts. Right? I, I teach Filipino martial arts, so which is really based on weaponry. So I say, listen, get training first. Learn what it's like to be in a room with people who are trying to hit you, right? That's a basic skill set that all people must have if they want to realistically protect themselves. Because a lot of people don't like the idea of being physical and you know, getting sweaty and, you know, making physical contact and hitting somebody. But in reality, that's the preparation for a real situation, right? That's the only way. You can't simulate that. There's no amount of reading or, or, or drilling by yourself that you can do. You have to have people actually hitting you and you hitting them back. And that's important. So find a martial art. And I'm, I, I'm a Filipino martial arts guy, right? That's my background. That's what I do. But if that's not your thing, that's fine. Find a combative martial art to train in. Okay, boxing, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, some systems of Kenpo Karate, right? Shotokan Karate. Um, you know, just pick your poison, right? <laughs> Find what you want to do. That being said, once you get said training, what are the items that you can carry on yourself for self-protection? Now, regardless of where you're listening to this from, right? I know you might be listening to this in a state that you know allows a myriad of things you could carry for self-defense. And you might be living in a state or region that doesn't allow you to carry much, right? The, the laws are restrictive in that sense. So this is really for everybody, right? It doesn't matter where you're at. I think these are things that we often don't realize we should carry, even for people like myself. We want to carry the cool, tactical, quote-unquote, gear. But in reality, there's certain things that we can all carry pretty much anywhere, frankly, uh, that can keep us and our family safer. And so regardless of where you live, I think this will benefit you. So the first item on this list is body armor. Body armor. Now, I know people think, Wait a second, I wasn't thinking about that. Exactly, that no one really thinks about this, but in reality, body armor is a huge, huge asset to have. Um, with all the active shootings that we've seen, we saw a multi- myriad of, uh, of active shooters uh, this past few months. There was one, I think, last week in Idaho at a middle school. It was sad. Um, there was another one yesterday, I think, I want to say North Carolina, something like that. But basically, there's, active shooters are a reality, right? And not everybody out there is going to carry a gun. For self-defense. And even if you did, you probably don't have the skill set, frankly, to take out an active shooter unless you train for that, right? Like there are people who can do that, civilian, police, military, but you got to train really, really well for that, right? You really got to focus on that. 
And if all you're doing is carrying that firearm, you're probably not capable of it without the proper training, right? So what I say is, if you're just the average Joe or Jane on the street and you want to carry something to protect yourself, I suggest body armor, right? Not like these tactical vests with the armor in it, but backpack armor, right? Um, there's a line of, of uh, body armor. I want to say it's called Premier, Premier Body Armor. And they sell backpack inserts, right? So if you work in a school, like I do, if you, you, you can even take this on a plane. It's lightweight, bulletproof armor that stops primarily pistol rounds, not rifle rounds, but pistol rounds of various calibers. So everything from you know, 22 to 380 to 45, nine millimeter, whatever you can think of. It pretty much stops that. And if you're running and you're moving, <laughs> which most people would do during an active situation, you know, that just gives you an extra layer of protection as you're trying to move away, right, from the threat. Especially trying to get your family to safety. So body armor, put one in your backpack, put one in your suitcase, you know, keep one at work, you know, in a backpack designated for work, whatever you want to do. Just have body armor. That's really important. So, and it's actually not that expensive. I think I got mine for like a hundred bucks or so. Not that expensive. All right, so body armor, great investment. Uh, check out Premier. Great stuff. Um, next thing I would suggest is a flashlight. I'm really big on flashlights um, because they serve as not just like a, uh, a place to see where you're going, which is really important, but also as a pocket stick fist load to hit someone with. Uh, this is where Filipino martial arts, specifically the methods of pocket stick, really come through. So if you see some of our videos on our YouTube channel, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I actually posted two or three videos recently showing how to use a flashlight as a pocket stick for self-protection. Um, it's something that you can carry literally anywhere. It doesn't matter what part of the world I've been in, I could always have a flashlight. Can't always carry a blade, you can't always carry a gun in a lot of places, but you can carry a flashlight and it's perfectly legal. So definitely check that out. So again, top of the line, body armor, get that. Then a pocket stick, something, something. And by the way, you're probably gonna use a flashlight a lot more than you think. I use my flashlight constantly and not for hitting people with, primarily for just illuminating dark areas. And by the way, bad guys like to hide in dark areas, so definitely good to have, especially if you're around at night, going through your parking lot, definitely important. All right, so after that, I would suggest, and this is, this is really kind of, a, a, kind of a, something that I really want to address because there's a lot of talk on this on the internet, and it's some kind of knife, right, or pen. Now, I know I said that you should be able to carry this anywhere, but the truth is you may not be able to carry a knife with you. Like I know my, our friends in the UK, they can't legally carry blades with them. It's kind of like the way guns are regulated here in the US. They can't carry knives, but you can have a knife in your home, right? You can have a knife in your home. You can have a kitchen knife in your home. Like they're tools still, they're cooking utensils. So have a knife on you somewhere in your home, right? You can do that for self-defense pretty much wherever you're at. I've been all over the world pretty much. You can do that pretty much anywhere. You'll find something sharp and pointy basically, right? Now, if you can't carry a knife, the other side of that would be something sharp like a pen. All right, now there's a line of tactical pens out in the market. Very, very good tools, very good, good weapons. Um, and I've seen them and I've carried some. I've actually ended up breaking a few of them. That's probably just me. But I do know that there's a lot of people who carry pens for, tactical pens, for self-defense. Different companies, Smith & Wesson, the firearms company makes one, uh, CRKT makes one. I've carried pretty much every tactical pen at some point in my life, but I've come back to the conclusion that a basic steel barrel pen um, is just as effective as any other tactical pen, and they're also much cheaper. So if you go to the Zebra, that's a, that's a brand, uh, Zebra Pens, and I think Navy SEAL Clint Emerson, he actually writes about this in... 100 Deadly Skills, his first book. Um, actually, if you look at his first book, we actually speak about his first book. He was actually on this podcast about four years ago, five years ago. So check it out. Uh, the Miami Warrior 
interview with Clint Emerson. It was one of my first podcast episodes, so it's probably not one of my best ones, but I think it's good information, and definitely get his book if you get the chance. He's from our region. He's from Frisco, Texas, from the DFW area, so definitely give him a shout. Uh, definitely support his work, uh, but basically, he talks about this in his book, and it's actually a really good point, no pun intended, uh, to carry a pen for self-defense, a steel barrel pen specifically, um, and you know you can apply this from Filipino martial arts techniques the knife work, especially the reverse grip knife work, translates directly. You have to modify your grip a little bit, but other than that, it's pretty good. I'm actually holding one in my hand as I speak to you. Very sturdy and it can do a lot of damage with the right training. Again, training is important, so get that. So some kind of sharp implement, it either is a knife. If you can legally carry a knife where you live, go do so, right? Or where you work, go do it. If you can't, pens are a great option for self-protection. Definitely a good option to have. And again, you might need to sign checks. You might need to, if you're famous, you might need to sign an autograph, right? Um, you know, so wherever you are at, something sharp and pointy, okay? Some type of pointy instrument that you can use for self-defense, right? And the last thing that I would suggest is a tourniquet, all right? A tourniquet. Now, the reason why I talk about this is because this is not what people think about self-defense tools, but if you think about like the body armor example, active shooters, things like that, you have probably a higher chance of coming across something, say, like a car accident or someone you know, who accidentally cut themselves in the kitchen, something like that, um, than you do a gunfight, than you do a knife fight, right? So I suggest to people that they all carry a tourniquet, all right, some kind of tourniquet. Uh, there's two brands. Uh, one is the North American Rescue, the standard cat tourniquet, right, which I actually carry on me regularly. If you know me and you know I have that in a, in a Fieldcraft Survival tourniquet holster that I have in my pocket, typically. And I usually have... Another one of those in my backpack or my go bag, whichever EDC bag I'm running that day. We might talk about that some other time. But I usually carry one there in the bag and one on me. Now, there's a new line called RMT tourniquets. They're basically ratcheting tourniquets, kind of like if you think about like rollerblades back in the day. You can ratchet and make it tighter. It's the same thing, right? So they use that same kind of technology on a tourniquet. And so it's so important to know how to apply a tourniquet because that can literally mean the difference between life or death. Okay, whether you have to save a loved one or even yourself, do self-rescue. Having a tourniquet is so important. It'd be a shame to be really well-trained in like martial arts and firearms work and combatives and all this stuff and still not know how to stop the bleed, right? And again, you can carry a tourniquet anywhere. You can carry it on the plane. You can carry it in a school. I don't care where you're at. You can carry a tourniquet and learn how to use it. Practice with it regularly. Um, they hurt. <laughs> so if you put it on yourself... Just get ready. It, it's going to be extraordinarily painful. Not comfortable. It's not something I like to do at all. But if you want to get more reps on it, do it on a pool noodle, especially those big honking thick pool noodles that you'll see at the uh, you know five below or something. They're really overtly thick. They're thicker than standard pool noodles. Those are great for practicing the proper technique for applying a tourniquet on a limb, especially like the femoral, femoral artery or you know even if the guy's got big arms, whatever, like the, like the brachial artery. So make sure you have a tourniquet, okay? So... Let's repeat, self-protection. First item, body armor. Stops bullets, if you can put it in a backpack, great. Okay, definitely get some body armor. And it's not that expensive, guys. Check out Premier. They're not sponsoring this or anything, I'm just saying this is a brand that I like. So Premier, use that. Second one is a flashlight. Um, I like Streamlight flashlights, some guys like Surefire, whatever you like, carry a sturdy flashlight. You can carry it anywhere, light up the darkness wherever you're at, regardless of where you are in the world, or use it as a pocket stick type device to hit a bad guy until they leave you alone, right? Next is some kind of sharp edge weapon, okay? So it could be a knife, right? Um, even if you can't legally carry that knife, I don't recommend everyone carries a knife because that's a huge responsibility. But if you have the training and you're willing to accept that responsibility, by all means, 
carry that blade. If you can, and you can legally do so, I recommend you do it. If you can't do that, a pen is awesome, right? If you're in an area or a building or a place where you can carry a knife, a pen, a multiple of pens is fantastic. I highly recommend that. Uh, steel barrel pens, zebra pens, I like. Thank you, uh, Clint Emerson, for that tip. Um, and again, please explore that option. Definitely something you can always have with you. Pens, can't outlaw them. Always have a pen. Last but not least is a tourniquet. Having some means to stop a bleed, okay? Um, now, I could also include chest seals in this. Just look that, what that, up what that is. But the tourniquet I found is easier to carry, as bulky as it is. I have a means to carry it. Um, and chest seals, if you can get them, great. But just have some way to stop a bleed, okay? I've been under the impression that tourniquets are very, very handy. They actually solve a lot of problems. So <laughs> definitely get a cat if you can get it. Cat tourniquet or an RMT ratcheting tourniquet. All right, guys, so I hope this podcast inspired you. I hope you never have to use this information ever, but at least it's yours, right? And you can protect yourself just a little bit better. Take care, God bless, and be the hero in your life.